Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. The marvelous galaxy. The uh, Disney, yeah. Hello, and welcome back to this week's marvelous galaxy of Disney. My name is Sean. And my name is Alan. And we are here with so much news for you. You know, there's so much news. So much news, guys, don't you know? (laughs) So we've got some updates on a trailer that just popped out this past week. A Game of Thrones star, heavily rumored to come out in the MCU. Some news for you on the Into the Spider-Verse sequel. Mm -hmm. Some big news, if you haven't heard, about Sony and Disney Plus making a deal. We also have uh, another ride that will potentially be turned into a movie franchise because of the success of Pirates. A new attraction popping up soon. We've got it all, a new Disney musical that may be coming out. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we've got some highlights for you for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the finale. Yes, we just watched that. Uh Uh-huh. And that finale may lead into a new project, which we've got the tea for you today. Tea is truth. Oh. That was me drinking some tea by the way don't do that on the podcast people oh. don't like to hear that Ow. oh sorry i burnt my tongue <laughs> <laughs> first off i'm really excited about this okay this, this uh, okay. 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 okay all right all right i love water rides so this is uh-huh. like one of my rides so when i was going to disneyland like three times a week no joke with victoria This was one of our two rides that we would hit up every single time. Grizzly Rapids is reopening on May 7th. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it's not going to open up when the park opens, but we are excited to see this ride open on the 7th. Um, But if anyone went to, I guess, the last few days of Touch of Disney, um, they actually refilled the whole, I guess you can call it the river, around like i think april 19th so if you were there you know lucky you you got to see water yay (laughs) the backside of water yes (laughs) so yeah that's exciting and um it was closed since early 2020 they took advantage of covidina to refurbish the ride yeah i wonder what they're gonna add to it maybe a grizzly rar rar Uh, Speaking of Grizzlies and Rar, this has nothing to do with it, (laughs) but uh, the new trailer we were talking about was the Shang-Chi Legends of the Ten Rings trailer. Mm. Are we excited about those? A little excited. A little excited. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's very, um, it looks very action-packed for sure. Uh, so we have S- Simu Liu is the the main or the, yum, the yum. actor of the uh, of the whole Shang Chi. He plays Shang Chi, obviously. Um, but <laughs> also, we got to see Aquafina in the movie as well, or in this uh, trailer as well too. Um, so I'm excited to see her and what kind of role she has. But it's very. Very, like, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon-esque type uh, movie. Just a lot of kung fu action, which I'm excited for. Yeah, I love the way that the MCU keeps diversifying. Mm -hmm. I I definitely see this phase of the movies as, like, the time to bring in 
different races, different colors, different uh, gender identities, a younger group of people. So I'm excited that they're keeping it fresh by doing different types of heroes and giving everybody their spotlight they deserve, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if this was on purpose. I like to think it is. I love that this trailer dropped in the middle of this very, you know, Asian hate that yeah. we're in. Yeah. So I feel like, hate. yeah, I feel like it's uh, Marvel's way of showing their support for the Asian community and yeah. saying that they are a part of the family too. Yeah. It's just, you know, always good to have more Asian representation. This is the first lead or Asian lead uh, character in the MCU. So, yeah, I'm really excited for this. Yeah, excited. I definitely, um, he's another character I don't know a whole lot about. I've been reading the comics that he's in since 2012 and on, but I know he struggles with, he comes from a not a very nice father who was the <laughs> emperor who wants Shang-Chi to walk in his path. And Shang-Chi's like, I'm too good for that. <laughs> I want to be a hero. So yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing, I think, kind of a... I'm thinking it's going to be a mirror for like traditions and like building your own path and being the person you're meant to be. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be its own well-heard voice within our collection of movies. Yeah, really, really excited. I think it's definitely going to do something that Black Panther did um, for the African-American community for, for Asians. So, yeah. Yeah. So September 3rd is a release date. So make sure to mark your calendars. Yeah, and let's cross our fingers. No more pushbacks, <laughs> yes. MCU. Everything that's scheduled to come out will come out on time this time. Yes. Yes. All right, and let's get into our uh, Game of Thrones rumors. So this is Amelia Clark, who played Daenerys. Mm-hmm. She is heavily rumored to be in talks to be on Disney Plus's Marvel Secret Invasion show, which we've talked about before because we feel that uh, the... Uh, WandaVision show directly was the gateway to Secret Invasion, so hopefully that's the case. Mm -hmm. And it's said to follow a group of shape-shifting aliens who have been infiltrating Earth for years. So, of course, this is the squirrels, not squirrels, squirrels. And in the comic, we saw them take over certain heroes who, according to the comics for years, these heroes were actually aliens. Especially Quicksilver. They messed that character up so bad. And then they're like, oh, good, a way out. Let's just say he was an alien this whole time. Um, ben Adir has been set as the main villain. And Olivia Coleman from The Crown is also joining the cast. Yeah. So a bunch of royalty joining. Yeah, <laughs> a bunch of royalty. So without really knowing too much of the story, uh, what is your thoughts on this show? Are you excited for it? Yeah, I'm excited, mainly because, you know, I think it brings us to a new world, like literally because it's aliens will be involved. So I'm really excited to see how that turns out. Um, And I'm also looking forward to seeing who Amelia Clark will be, because I don't think they really announced like who her character is. Right. Right. Nothing yet. Yeah, and I'm hoping, um, like we think, that in the end of WandaVision, Photon Monica Rambo mm-hmm. was called up to see Nick Fury to be part of Secret Invasion. I think it would be an excellent new place for her character to go, and I definitely want to see more because she's very lovable. Yeah, <laughs> I I wish they brought her on more, especially towards the end. Mm-hmm. 
but that was really cool when she started using her powers. Uh-huh. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of using powers, Into the Spider-Verse sequel looks like it is still on track. We're still getting the sequel. And this is, if you're not familiar, the Sony-made cartoon that was really our first look at Miles Morales on the big screen as Spider-Man. Did you like this movie? I did. It was good. I, I liked all the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, I love this one. I thought it was so cool to see Miles finally on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they did right by him. Like, this is a movie where I can look at the changes they made, and I'm like, that makes sense to make the story move further. Unlike the new Mortal Kombat <laughs> movie, which I watched today, which was okay, but they made weird choices. <laughs> hmm, choices. Choices. <laughs> and, of course, we saw Spider-Gwen show up for the very first time ever in a movie in... Uh, into the Spider-Verse. So I'm looking forward to listeners. You don't even know. You don't even (laughs) know. There are so many alternate spider people that, uh, I think the possibilities are endless of who they would get to be in this movie. Like I'd imagine we'd see spider going again, Mm -hmm. but I can only imagine who else they would bring in. I mean, if there's a spider pig, then yes, the possibilities are endless for sure. Did you know the story with him is he was an ant who got bitten by a radioactive pig? <laughs> oh. <laughs> or wait. Wait. Do you no, he was a spider. Yeah, he was a spider. Yeah, was like, was a spider. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm not even on anything. Wow. Except for a chair. But I'm... Um, <laughs> so excited for that. The new directors are Joaquim Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, and Justin K. Thompson. Yeah, so they're bringing a trio or threesome of directors onto this this movie. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of excited for this. <laughs> I'm sure if you listen to past episodes, I'm a pretty big Tokyo Disney fan. Um, and if you've ever been to Tokyo Disney, there is it's almost like an inside joke, but the fairy godmother. Um, she is she google her um terrifying she, she's terrifying <laughs> uh, but unfortunately disney or tokyo disney um redid her look and she looks more like the cartoon now so it's not as funny but yeah if you ever aren't on google like look her up look up the the original fairy godmother and see the beauty that she is because she is scarily beautiful for sure <laughs> right. All right. And that big deal that we were talking about between Sony and Disney Plus, basically, Disney Plus is going to start showing Sony movies. Finally. Finally. Jeez. So this would be starting with uh, twenty the 2022 release date movies. And this deal looks like it is good through 2026. So we get kind of wow. a four-year trial to see how it works. But yeah, that'll bring all the Spider-Mans to one place under one roof. Yeah. Roof. Roof, roof. Does that include the X-Men movies too? Those are Fox. Okay. And I think those are already on Disney+. Plus. Okay. <laughs> Just I wanted to clarify for all the listeners out there. That's right. You're the expert on Tokyo <laughs> Disney, and I'm the expert on everything else. <laughs> wow. Hi. <laughs> Speaking of Tokyo Disney, <laughs> no, um, so I, I can mention this, I think, in that last episode, but um, Disney released a little bit more information or actually teased some 
information that will be coming for their newest uh, cruise ship, the Disney Wish. Uh, so if you're curious to know more about the ship, they're actually hosting a virtual event on the 29th at 11 and uh, 11 a.m eastern time so go on to the disney parks blog and search for disney wish cruise and you can actually register for the event so you can actually get all the information uh, live firsthand um i'm really excited the i i saw another um video actually that got released today a little bit more about the ship it, they interviewed two imagineers um about it and it seems very like the the theme that they're going for is cinderella and they're trying to make it more like very like royalty on the ship like basically bringing the the castle at all the parks onto the ship kind of that feeling so yeah if you're interested sign up and tune in on the 29th of april yay yay Good news for anybody not in Southern California. Bad news for anybody who is in Southern California. (laughs) Uh, California government officials recently announced that out-of-state visitors will be able to go to the California parks as long as they are fully vaccinated. However, Disneyland has not extended admission out to out-of-state people just yet. Yeah, so the state is just like, yeah, out-of-state people now can go to parks. But Disney is like remaining silent and tight-lipped about it. I, I wonder if they're kind of waiting to see how things go for now. And then maybe eventually they will. Because also, like, you can only reserve up to, I think, June, right? Yeah, I'd also imagine, like, all the dates already are full. Yeah. So, like, they can't really <laughs> extend to out-of-state yet. Because like, that was just SoCal. Come along to yeah. a day that you can't go. Exactly. <laughs> so I would imagine once they start opening up past June-ish mm-hmm. that we'll see more of this announcement for out-of-state. What are you, totally not Disney, but related. <laughs> okay. What are your thoughts on giving special privileges to people who are vaccinated? I like that idea just because it encourages more people to get vaccinated and I do see other, I guess, events or companies kind of trying to in- encourage people to get vaccinated. Like Krispy Kreme also, Valley Dodgers has a special vaccinated uh, section in the stands where it's only vaccinated people and they're able to sit like next to each other, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. <laughs> but I mean, in my opinion, I would, as someone who is a pro-vaxxer, I would hugely support that idea. And I think, too, is if Disney did that, it would make me feel a little bit more comfortable going to the parks and, like, kind of being more comfortable to, like, walk around and not worry so much. I mean, obviously, I would still go, even since they're not doing it. But it just adds a little bit more sense of security, I guess you could say, if everyone around me was to be vaccinated. Yeah, I would say, I would argue the point. I can understand why people may feel like they shouldn't be forced to get vaccinated or like people who are vaccinated shouldn't get special privileges. But I can also see from the other side that as a country, we've gone through a very dark year and we've all, well, a lot of us have worked hard to overcome 
this virus by staying in, not going to clubs, not going to Puerto Vallarta. (laughs) So yeah, if if you do your part and get vaccinated, you're helping to stop this disease from even being a thing anymore. Because if we could uh, not spread it from person to person, eventually it'll just die off. Yeah. So I'm in support of this, but I do understand anti-vaxxers. I do understand your voice and why you would feel like this is a violation. But I think we have to look past that as a country to what this actually is. And this is a new disease that in the past diseases have wiped out whole civilizations and we need to do our part to keep our country running and keep things open. And I think this is a fair way for our country to handle this yeah going back to to normal basically would mm-hmm. be would be great and that way disney can reopen fully and then introduce their annual pass program again and everyone will have their dole whip and churros you know what we just did i used to call this the uh the coaching sandwich you start with something good you go to something that they need to work on in the middle uh-huh. and then you end on good note <laughs> so we did a good job there Yay. girl <laughs> Yeah. Okay, enough about politics. <laughs> that's that's yes. our soapbox for yes. today. <laughs> All right, and the other thing we were talking about just before we hit the record button, next Friday, April 30th, is the reopening of Disney, and we have to make some decisions here, Alan. Yes, we do. Decisions, decisions. So the park opens at 9 a.m., mm-hmm. but parking opens as early as 6 a.m. Yeah. So is there any plus to getting there at 6 a.m.? We don't know. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. I mean, I think it's... First off, I think it's smart that Disney is doing this because, like, everyone's going to be just kind of bombarding the park and trying to be the first ones in line. Um, so I'm, I'm happy that Disney is kind of accommodating this. And it's also only for the opening weekend, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, after that, um, the parking lot is going to resume to open regularly 30 minutes before the park opening. So if it opened at 9 a.m., it'll open at 8.30 in the morning, uh, beginning Mar- uh, May 3rd. But I think it's just going to, I don't know, I think it might be cool t- because people are probably, it's going to be very hyped up when the park opens. Um, but... I also like my sleep, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily, we are staying at my parents' house in Placentia. Mm-hmm. So we'll only be like a 15-minute drive away from Disney. So yeah. we won't have to deal too much with traffic. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. But, yeah, I I do agree. I think with the park being at 25% capacity, um, I don't know, it brings back like PTSD of January through March of 2020 <laughs> with us getting to parking to the parking lot at like yeah. six in the morning and waiting like an hour, two hours for them to open yeah. the parking. I mean, it, it will probably take some time to go from the parking to the gate because they also confirmed that they're not running trams that day. So we or, walk in like yeah, touch of Disney. Yep. We're walking from the parking lot to to the main gate. Oh, okay. I didn't <laughs> complain about this when we talked about touch of Disney, <laughs> but I'm going to complain now. They <laughs> social distance, the cars in the yes. parking lot. What the hell? <laughs> you have to park one spot away from the next person. Yes. There's basically literally every single parking spot. There is a cone. I didn't even know they had that many cones. Yeah. <laughs> at Disneyland. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're basically not allowed to park next to another car. I, I think it makes sense in the morning when like everyone is like showing up. 
But, like, we showed up in the afternoon, and, you know, no one was really, like, out going home or anything. So I felt that was a little unnecessary. I feel like they should just have a setup where they, like, have a different person stagger. Like, one leads you this way, the next car goes that to kind of space it out. But doing the spacing, it was dumb. It just wasted a lot of space. Well, and it's funny, too, because you know how they have the sensors on the top? That's, like, the green and red. It's like, oh, my gosh, there's, like, so many parking It's like Christmas. Green, red, green, red, green, red. (laughs) And then no. 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 (laughs) All right. And due to the audience reactions i'm really excited about this really because i really like dwayne johnson as an actor i think he's fun i think he knows how to be like family friendly which was his goal but also be like a cool fun action star i'm basing most of this off of the jumanji movies (laughs) i love the jumanji movies Uh based on him in the jungle cruise movie and the jungle cruise movie as a whole it's getting such good reaction that disney may be undertaking a potential movie that they've had in the vaults for 10 plus years wondering if they should make this movie it would be based on the matterhorn bobsleds oh i thought you were talking about small world how (laughs) why (laughs) (laughs) yeah no this is really exciting another kind of like action-packed ride that they could do a lot i think um based on this theme because the matterhorn is just such like a broad topic they can do anything really i think would be fun if we had like a quasi like of course disney friendly kid friendly like horror film (laughs) with like them needing to race down the matterhorn but then there's the yeti yeah i would love to see the yeti show up in the movie and give more of a perspective on like what he's doing on the ride because Mm -hmm. right now he's just kind of I'm randomly here, (laughs) but it'd be cool to have like a backstory. Like, why is he there? Why is he trying to get us? That kind of thing. So yeah, I think it could be a fun movie if done right. Mm -hmm. And I hope they kind of stick with this whole kind of mystical, like magic element that they have added to pirates. And it sounds like they've added to jungle cruise. Yeah. And I don't know if you knew this, but apparently this whole theme of doing a Matterhorn movie was been under consideration for the past 10 years. I do know that because I already said it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you did? Yeah. I don't listen to you. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Wouldn't it be awesome too, if they one day like made these movies all link up? Yeah. Well, I don't know if you've, if you've ever listened to one of the older episodes, um, this Mm. could possibly link up to that, uh, society of explorers and adventurers or C. I don't listen to us. <laughs> no. no, I do remember you said that. Yeah. So, cause I, they, I definitely know that if not the movie, at least the attractions themselves do link to the whole C, um, I guess the universe you can say. So yeah, that would be really cool if they do something with Matterhorn as well too. I, I, I don't think it's part of the C folklore, but you never know. They might just make a story out of it and include it too. All right, so for anyone who's been to Touch of Disney, um, there were actually a few lucky uh, guests that were able to sneak peek a uh, new Tinkerbell attraction that um, they were testing out during the event. Um, And 
This could potentially be open when the parks uh, reopen, but basically it's think of it kind of similar to Turtle Talk or the Stitch Encounter attractions where guests go and interact with the characters through like a virtual actor or character. So similar concept, uh, basically guests would go into Tinkerbell's workshop and the attraction would have a lot of different effects, like someone actually... I don't know if they snuck in, but they, they posted some videos on Instagram and it looks really cool. Like you go into a workshop and like one of the books falls and you can see like Tinkerbell, like going through uh, the, the workshop with like projections and stuff. And then you see her appear in like this little contraption. Um, she called it a voice amplifier to help her communicate with, with the guests. So it was really cute. There was like a couple kids and she was asking like who their name was and you know, if they're enjoying the park. So yeah, I'm really excited if this does come out. I, I, I think it also brings to life the whole story of Tinkerbell. Cause when I, when she came out in like the, was it Pixie hollow? I just felt it was weird to meet a life or like a, human size Tinkerbell. <laughs> it just seemed kind of weird. Um, but yeah, this one is an actual like small Tinkerbell character that interacts with you. It's very cute. You're very cute. Oh. And then for any musical theater geeks out there, um, this is really exciting. They just announced that t- Disney might be tackling, uh, bringing to the screen, um, the Spelling Bee musical movie. I think that could be fun. I think Spelling Bee is a very fun musical. Mm-hmm. I got to see, I believe I did. Tell me if I'm wrong, but you're wrong. I believe I saw my friend Stephanie in Spelling Bee. Oh, you're right. She's been in so many shows. <laughs> I can't keep track sometimes, but I'm always there to see her because I love my people and yes. she's one of my people. Yes. And it's the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee Oh. Musical. Wow. Yes. But well, in the notes, it just says spelling bee musical. Wow. Well, maybe if you uh, (laughs) do a little bit more research, but, (laughs) but I wonder though, because in the actual stage musical, they had adults playing kids. Mm -hmm. I wonder if Disney's going to have kids playing the kids. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know if people would get confused on screen if they see adults acting like kids. Yeah. But curious to know, curious to see what's, what happens. I hope it really does happen because it, it is also one of my favorite musicals out there, too. Do you think they'll ever do Evil Dead the musical? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what? We're talking about one of our favorite musicals. That's one of my favorite musicals. Moving along. Okay. <laughs> so Disneyland is putting out a shopping reservation event for... Star Wars, may the 4th be with you. Oh. This is exciting. I think you like Star Wars, don't you? A little bit. So there's going to be may the 4th apparel and pins and a new legacy hilt for a lightsaber. Mm Mm-hmm. And details released on the Legacy Pass Holders Facebook page. More details on when and how to reserve to come. So in case you're not aware of it or you haven't noticed it every year may the 4th is a big star wars celebration a lot of times uh, lucasfilm disney will release new information about star wars on may 4th i feel like it started off as kind of like an inside joke that's now like just 
everybody knows about, so everybody celebrates it, including yeah, Disney. Disney's like, let's. How, how can we make money off of this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I feel like uh, Gay Day started that way too. I feel like for a little while it was kind of like that thing that Disney didn't like acknowledge, mm-hmm. and then suddenly they're selling rainbow ears and they're selling <laughs> like um, gay pastries and stuff. So I just love that Disney is so woke. Yeah, I'm curious to know. Oh, I see what you did, but hold on. <laughs> I'm I, I'm curious to know what the new legacy hilt is. I think in some of the comments, I've seen people hoping that it's Ray's lightsaber uh, from the last movie. So we'll see. But I'm I'm curious. I, I can always use another hilt for my lightsaber collection of one. <laughs> I'm just glad that Disney is so woke. <laughs> oh, that takes us to our next oh. segment. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so from when we're recording this, we're actually recording it Friday because I'm going for my second birthday weekend mm-hmm. starting tomorrow. But uh, today, actually, this man <laughs> posted on social media that he is not happy with how woke Disney World has become. Yeah, he he wrote an op-ed in the Orlando Weekly um, that basically, and this came, and you, if you've heard our last episode, uh, we talked about how Disney's, you know, being a little bit looser on their, I guess, dress code policy and grooming policies of people being able to wear like or grow out their um, beards, having a tattoo. Well, this guy, he is not happy about Disney's wokeness about that. And also even like changing out Splash Mountain for um, Princess and the Frog, Frog. which makes more sense anyway. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's my other favorite ride. I love that ride. But even I'm like Princess and the Frog is more current. (laughs) It makes more sense for the land. Yeah. And it's like, just get with the times. He's just so like. He basically is like, I love Disney World, but the the wokeness is ruining the experience. <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, I will say this. I think we are in a very, I guess I love this word, but tumultuous time. Because um, I feel like we are somewhat losing a piece of ourselves. Like, if there's another society or another culture that you love and you want to celebrate it, I feel like there was a time where that was okay, but so many people took that power and abused it and ended up making fun of the culture. So I think the needle has, you know, gone the other way. And I don't think that's wrong. I just think if we as humans were better about respecting each other's cultures, like we wouldn't be in this kind of change that we're going through. Mm -hmm. But I think what we need to keep in mind is, you know, somebody takes away the word boys and girls or takes away characters on a ride. It may not mean anything to you, but it means the world to other people. Yeah. It means the world to transgender people. It means the world to gay and lesbian and LGBTQIA. So I just think we need to be aware of what these changes are doing for people who don't have a voice. Yeah. And if you're really concerned about like these little changes that might not mean anything to you, you might want to think back and be like, why am I offended by this? Exactly. It shouldn't offend you. (laughs) Yeah. Why does it affect me? But yeah, if you ever go on social media, this, everyone's just dragging this guy. (laughs) A lot of it's about like, well, if people like that, 
are offended and don't want to go to the park, that's fine because that's just more room for me to go and or one less person to wait in line for the rides. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're they're killing him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think I think it's. Um, I did get a little sad when they took away some of the different humors in Pirates, but again, it means the world to some people, and mm-hmm. it is a place that's supposed to be meant for family-friendly fun, so seeing yeah. somebody selling a wench <laughs> may not be the best yeah. thing for little boys to see. <laughs> All right, but enough. I've been soapboxing a lot on this uh, episode, but I think it's good soapboxing. It's like good soap. Just don't slip okay. or drop the soap. Oh, well, I'll oh. do that way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So we had uh, an announcement about the People Mover at Disney World reopening this weekend, actually, uh, 4-23. Yeah. I mean, probably by the time you listen to this, it'll probably be open. But, yeah, it's been closed for actually a whole year, and I didn't even know that the People Mover ride was closed for that long. Um, I mean... Let's face it, though, Disney World, we didn't, we don't even have a people mover ride yeah, anymore. Yeah, because it was nicknamed the People Maker because of shenanigans happening on the ride. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they used to have trouble with people making people. Oh. That's what I heard. Is that why there, there was a huge boom of pop people that were born yeah. In yeah. back then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And also, um, today, there was a crash at Disney World. Yeah. Two of the sky cabins collided. Yeah, apparently, like, the it crashed so hard that the, the, the windows broke, too. Wow. Yeah. And I believe this isn't the first time that this has happened on the, the, the sky... What are they called? Cabin. Sky cabins. Um, I think when they first opened, there was a lot of technical issues with it. So I'm, I'm curious to know what happened this time. But I know that because of this, people were stuck in the cabins or in the gondolas. And it was not a cool day that day. That <laughs> like, would yeah. drive me crazy. Because there's no, there's no AC in these things, too. They, they all rely on just, like, wind, mm-hmm. <laughs> breeze to go through the windows. So that really sucks for them. I would turn into Storm from the animated <laughs> X-Men with, like, the screaming and, like, get this yeah. off of me! If I ever go to Disney World, I don't know if I'd ever want to go on there. <laughs> Why? Because I don't want to get stuck. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right, and speaking of wokeness, uh, Disney, or Pixar is looking to cast their first transgender character for an upcoming project. Yeah, they they casted a few or they they posted a few casting notes about who this character is and their name is Jess and they are a 14-year-old transgender um character who's compassionate, funny and always has your back. So they're looking for um someone who's 12 through 17 years old was very enthusiastic, outgoing, funny, and energetic, and obviously comfortable to act in front of a microphone. So if you know anybody, Pixar is looking for you, for them. Yay, I'm very happy about that. I'm very happy that trans people are getting out there into the media, because for a long time, that wasn't the case. So luckily... One of the companies taking the reins and making that change is Disney, because I feel like there will be more change once people see Disney do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just and I'm curious to see how this translates <laughs> in a animation setting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I and well, I mean, I don't. Hopefully, it's not like the whole story about them. I hope it's like just only a small part of that character's story too. Yeah, kind of like in the Craft Legacy. Yeah, yeah. That's not a Disney movie. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we get into our cover Disney and our last topic, Alan and I thought, hey, we have a new show coming out on May 4th. Mm-hmm. Wait, that sounds familiar. Oh, May the 4th be with you, Star Wars, The yeah. Bad Badge. Oh, clever, clever. So this episode is made by the same creators of The Clone Wars, which is the quintessential Star Wars cartoon, mm-hmm. and it even carries on the stories of certain characters from The Clone Wars. Yeah. Are you excited for this? I am. Actually, so I will admittedly say I haven't seen... The Clone Wars yet? If you didn't say it, I was going to say it for you. Yeah, so I might as well have just come clean for that. But yeah, so during the la- the final season though of Clone Wars, this is where the- these characters premiered, and they were part of this group initially called Order or um, initially called Star Clone Force ninety nine, or AKA the Bad Batch, and it's the story is supposed to be post order 66 where they they didn't execute that order right from a right so the way it went down in the show is basically ahsoka took a small group of troopers to search for darth maul and through the whole battle she's left alone with captain rex who is controlled by the order to kill any nearby jedi so he tries to kill Ahsoka, Mm -hmm. but their bond is so great that she's able to free him from the control. And then that ultimately is why Ahsoka survived the order because she saved Captain Rex and they helped each other escape the planet. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I need to watch the show. (laughs) Yeah. Now that you know how it ends, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I I do like this whole concept of the story or yeah, the story of the bad batch. So they're basically, a group of clone troopers, elite clone troopers, who were born with desirable defects. So they were literally like Bad Batch, but they their the badness of them could be used um, for other things. And they kind of all have like their own superpower, I guess you can say. So one of them, his name is Hunter, and he just has heightened senses. Another one is named Wrecker, who he's basically the Hulk. He has like he's a physical powerhouse. <laughs> And then there's Crosshair, who is, like, the Hawkeye. <laughs> He's basically a skilled uh, marksman. And then there's also another character named Tech, who is um, skilled with technology. And then Echo, his, he is a clone trooper who served along Anakin Skywalker and Captain Rex. Yeah, I remember Echo. Yeah. So I think the thing that I'm most excited about being the Star Wars nerd that I am is I feel like this show really is something that's bringing together a lot of different media. So not only do we get the Bad Batch from the Clone Wars, we're getting uh, Ming, Ming Na Wen coming back as Fennec Shand, which was her character in the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. She's the Asian bounty huntress. And so she's going to voice her character in this. 
And we're also getting Andrew Kishino, who's going to be voicing Saw Gerrera, who we saw in uh, Rogue Wars. One. Oh, Rogue, Rogue One, One too. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and yes, he was also. <laughs> yes, you're all right. He was in the Clone Wars <laughs> as a younger person, too. Yeah. And then, of course, we have Grand Moff Tarkin coming back because this is before A New Hope. So he's not dead yet. So we get to see more on him and more on his ruthlessness. Mm hmm. So, yeah, this is really exciting. I'm very fascinated with the idea that by the end of Revenge of the Sith, the clone troopers were still in, like, full force. There's a lot of them. They're still serving the Empire. But when A New Hope starts, there's no clone troopers. So I'm almost wondering if this show is going to serve as, like, an answer to what happened to the clone troopers in between these two movies. Mm. Mm-hmm. Only time will tell, I guess. Only time will tell. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, as John mentioned, this will premiere May 4th. Um, and it's actually going to come out. The first episode is going to be a 70-minute long episode. So a lot to take in that first episode. Yes. 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 Wow. <laughs> All right. So excited for that. And moving on, let's talk about Cover Disney. So this is one that I found by accident. It's not actually a Disney cover, but it's a Disney-inspired original song. I actually went home one night in the days of Napster or Livewire, <laughs> and I was like, I need to find the music from Fantasmic because I love the music so much. So I typed in Fantasmic, and it came up with this song by this group called Nightwish. Oh. It's actually a pretty popular, like, power metal-y group. Popular, hey? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, God, yeah. So this song is called Fantasmic. The M is capital because I feel like it's a hint at Mickey. And a lot oh. of the lyrics are very Disney-sounding. So, yeah, that's why I thought I'm going to play it on cover Disney. I thought they were, like, a fan of Gottmik or something. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> You know I'm still hurting. <laughs> so we'll play a little bit of Phantasmic by Nightwish, and then we'll go through to our last portion, which will be the Falcon and Winter Soldier spoiler-filled finale review, and yes. then a surprise on where that may lead. Ooh, oh, I like surprises. Oh, yeah. was giggling the whole time i can see where that how you mentioned how yeah <laughs> <laughs> whatever i like it i think it's dramatic <laughs> yeah i mean the, the lyrics have disney-esque to it for sure <laughs> wish upon a star 
Anyway, Falcon <laughs> and Winter Soldier. So episode six played. Yes. And it was very... If you're looking for action, this is the episode that you're looking for. Yeah. I actually feel like the show should have been longer. Agreed. Yeah, because I feel like we had a nice thread going, and then suddenly, like, everything blew up and just came to a conclusion. Yeah. Yeah, and especially, I kind of wish they had expanded a bit more when he opened the suitcase and, like had the cost and like looked at the costume or something because that would have been cool to like focus a little bit more in him just like putting the costume on yeah i think that was a big piece that should have been focused on i also felt like john walker's story just suddenly like changed direction yeah like, he was suddenly like he's working a, besides yeah, them he's a good guy now <laughs> yay <laughs> yeah and we don't even know if he's good or bad because they're just like, okay, we're going to recruit you into this new team now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely I'd say strong six episodes. But, yeah, I wish. Give me, give me more. Yeah. But we do have the new question of um, the Contessa, like how she going to play in? Now he's U.S. agent. Paul Walker's now U.S. agent officially. So how's he going to fit in working for her? And I wonder, like, if she's going to have him do things that are for bad when he thinks he's for good. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. Yeah, that left us. Yeah, like, I, I think you might know if you've read the comics or are familiar with the character. But for someone who, you know, is not too familiar with all the characters i mean in my opinion i feel like he's gonna be a good guy Mm -hmm. but i don't know yeah see we'll see yeah (laughs) and i i don't know if like the whole yeah i don't know (laughs) (laughs) um i do really like sam's speech when he's addressing the media about labels we put on people because I feel that we need to question a lot of these labels. We need to question if we're told somebody's a terrorist. Well, a whole group of people isn't a terrorist. People from that group of people may be terrorists or just people in general. But I think we do need to be careful about saying, like, Mexicans are bad. Yeah. <laughs> Muslims are terrorists. Like, these are not labels that we can put on a whole people. Yeah. I mean, this definitely addresses... Or they're, I mean, you can probably tell who they're probably talking about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, like overall, it does send a a great message. And I think it just offers a good, it's kind of like a whole, closes the loop on everything too, because he goes back to, um, what's his name? The, um, oh, the the super soldier man. Yeah. Like he goes back to him and they kind of, because when he last talked to them, too, it was very kind of heated, a heated discussion. But I think they were both finally seen eye to eye. And I like how he basically added a memorial into the um, Chris Rogers, Steve Rogers, sorry, Steve Rogers <laughs> uh, whole like museum that they had. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Yeah, definitely a swan song for... Um our black brothers and sisters. So I do really like that. It was the focus there, but I like that Sam used his platform to basically include everybody. So I think this was a very strong message 
of where Marvel stands in, you know, the wokeness. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how that Orlando Weekly guy feels right now. I know. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad that Marvel is taking the reins on this. I mean, I think it's it's very brave of them to do, and I, I'm proud of them for doing it. Yeah. It was kind of, it, it did end up being just like Falcon show in the end. Yeah. Like, I don't, like the Winter Soldier, he kind of just like took a, back step for a little bit mm-hmm. um i do really appreciate how this has brought in brought, in, brought his character to a cl- kind of a better place too because we see him struggling with all these horrible things we've done and they've so effortlessly marvel has effortlessly shown us like him dealing with that guilt through just being friends with this older asian man mm-hmm. and coming clean to him i feel about his past but when he apologize he included like i had no choice so i feel like he is finally letting the guilt go because he wasn't in control of his brain when he did those things Mm -hmm. so i like that we're seeing him shed his past and become the hero that he's meant to be also yeah because he's done a lot of heroic things he just beats himself up over yeah his past like he's such a great character and and like get over it so you can Yeah, I have a feeling in the future we'll see a much more well-rounded friendship between Falcon and Winter or Captain America and Winter (laughs) Soldier because they've both gotten through their issue. I feel like they're those like brothers who hate on each other because they see each other in each other. (laughs) I I do when you mentioned because you did a switch from Falcon to um captain america he when he premiered as captain america in it he was like i'm captain america i kind of wish someone else told him that so that it kind of like brings full circle that like the the public is accepting him as captain america too that's true and i feel like they did a little bit with the um the man who got his attention, he called out for him by Captain yeah. America. But I see what you're saying. It could have been stronger. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, at the yeah. end when someone said cap and they're like, Hey, they're, they're, they're calling your name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So with the conclusion of this show, I can definitely see the breadcrumbs they've left us for where we could potentially be going. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely more with the Contessa who was kind of awkward with her humor again, but yeah. <laughs> but I can see her as becoming definitely a big threat, especially I think she could even tie into Secret Invasion oh. because if she is part of uh, Hydra, that could be the MCU's way of kind of bringing in stuff that happened in Secret Invasion into the movies. Yeah. In a slightly different way, which yeah. they like to do. I'm I'm really hoping that because they did mention that she is going to be in Black Widow. I hope they tell talk more about her story. Yeah, and it's not so much of a mystery. Yeah, and I'm wondering too uh, now that Falcon is officially Captain America. I think we're going to get more on how people react to that and what kind of inspiration comes with him being captain america Mm -hmm. so i guess should we get into our last secret special thing since we're like right on the tip let's 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 get into it okay 
So, today, Friday the 23rd, the day after my birthday... Well, I mean, it's your birthday. Shut up. <laughs> it has been announced there is officially a Captain America 4... What? ...in the works. What? What? So, this is going to uh, come out from Malcolm Spellman, who worked on the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. So yeah, I think I think coming from the show, we're definitely going to see Bucky and Captain America in it again because they do work really well together, mm-hmm. like in a comedic way, but also in a, like an action way. Yeah, I, I kind of hope because that's what I was actually excited for, and they they had little um, scenes of it here and there throughout the season. That whole like buddy cop uh, comedy, like. Lethal Weapon and those type of like cop movies and how they interact with each other. I I was really hoping that there was more of that um, this season, but hopefully they'll to bring more of that into their future stories. Yeah, and what I what I'd really want to see from it is I think it would be really interesting to carry on U.S. Agent's story from the perspective that we've talked about on this show that he is the kind of stereotypical hero that America thinks or some of America thinks it should have, but maybe he's not always playing by the right rules. Mm -hmm. Whereas we have Sam who's being a standout guy and not everybody wants to accept him because he's not the blue eyed, blonde haired, you know, Steve Rogers that they had come to be used to. But I also think that we're going to see, we heard rumors that didn't pan out that Patriot was going to be in Falcon and Winter Soldier, and he wasn't. I could definitely see him fitting into the larger perspective of a movie if the rumors are true, and we are still going to get Patriot. He's actually a teenaged um, black person who made his own Captain America-esque outfit and started fighting crime on his own. Oh. And he eventually became part of the Young Avengers, which we know the MCU is working towards. Maybe it's that kid that was at the house living with the old guy. Oh. oh. So, yeah, I'm excited that we're getting back into the reins. It's nice that we have the shows to fill our time while not all theaters are open. But I'm really itching to get back in a theater and watch a Marvel movie. Thank you for scratching me. Yeah, you said you're itchy. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it's been forever since we watched a movie, so I'm definitely excited to to go back into the theaters, and especially since we there's nothing out until Loki comes out. Yeah, <laughs> Loki doesn't come out until June. Yeah, oh, oh. a whole month. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. I'm excited because next week's episode, we are going to tell you about how the opening of Disney went. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be there? I'm going to be there, too. I'm going to be there, too. I'm getting there at 6 a.m. Oh, my God. Wow. (laughs) So you're going to save my spot, right? I'll I'll show up later. I would never. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll also bring you the latest news on Margaldiz. Yes. Is that what you call it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll do our best. I know we're not the best social media people, but we will try to post as much as we can uh, the day of opening. So if you want to check 
us out while we're, you know, out in the parks and kind of getting up to date scenes of how the park is, follow our Instagram. Yeah, follow our Instagram. Don't forget to follow Alan and I on Instagram. Also, you can find the links in our bio. You can find us on Once Upon a Cult, or you can find me on Hanging with the Hollowells with my friend Kevin, watching the original Charmed show. And you can find my book on Amazon, Mm -hmm. Witches Brew, A Dream of Waking. Of course, all the links are also within my Instagram page. You're so woke. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.